0: art society podcast covers a variety of important and contemporary issues including dark art as well as other kinds of art literature film music also culture philosophy dreams paranormal experiences magic and a whole lot more than that i'm mike correll director of chet's art i like to paint monsters and you are listening to the dark art society podcast hosted by renowned artist chet czar what up mike hey Chet. how are you you know, I'm pretty good. I've actually had a couple good days, which makes me happy That's because, good. Um, you know, I've you, had a couple. You deserve wins, a
1: couple so, good yeah. days. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> a couple, a couple wins here over the past couple days. Yeah. So I'm, 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 and I'm being grateful. I'm like super grateful for those wins. So. You know, that's where I'm at. And I'm I have really have nothing else to say aside from I'm just grinding and working and trying to sell the house and property, as I said on the last episode. And we gonna, have some prospective things happening with that, so that's cool.
1: I was gonna ask you, how's your apocalypse?
0: My summer apocalypse. It's funny too because you know, at the beginning, 2018. Well, Check this out at the beginning of this summer, I made a mix. Like I, I've you know, ever since I, I was into cassettes as a kid, I still even now like digitally make mixes. I can't help it. And uh, I made the, the mix I made for this summer was called summer apocalypse. And that was before wow. like it was full apocalypse. So that really fits with my New Mexico true horror <laughs> thing too. Like I'm really like spelling out my own doom into I'm, my t- I'm
1: telling you, man, the art is the art is, is, is speaks to us. Our art speaks to us. it's almost like it predicts or it can it can see what's coming down
0: the pike or something something well i'm I'm definitely capitalizing the best I can on it, given the you know <laughs> difficulty of the situation but how how about you? How was your villain show? Was it amazing?
1: Yeah, it was great. I was really happy with it i it I felt like it was my cleanest, most together looking show ever and I, I didn't feel i felt like i um although i didn't feel like that i haven't felt like this for a long time actually but i did feel like uh every painting was really as solid as it could be i didn't you know was there wasn't any painting in there i was thinking i wish i could have worked a little bit more on that which is something that i felt in my a lot of my earlier shows but it really um that was weird it was interesting showing with dos Diablos also because his show was amazing like so i can only good. imagine in person so good i couldn't believe it yeah it was like because
0: i've never seen any of his work in person it's so
1: good so good and it, uh, i was talking to christopher ulrich after outside because he, he was there and he was kind of saying you know christopher's always putting things in these weird he's got a weird different point of view on things a little bit deeper than i look at things he's
0: Christopher Ulrich is like an oracle in my yeah, opinion.
1: Yeah, totally. And he was saying how um, Dos Diablo stuff is um, they're like embryonic creatures. So he's like yeah, experimenting. He's a newer artist. And it's like they're, they're embryonic things that are forming. And mine are, are like i it made me think that i remember having a stay it's not you know saying one is higher or lower or anything at all like that it's just like stages in an artist's career mm-hmm. and um i remember painting more that way and actually seeing his show made me really want to paint more like that again like get more surreal mm-hmm. and, and weird um but but uh he was saying my stuff is more like my fully formed like like the yeah, yeah, not the fully formed not 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 like technique wise or even art wise because i really i thought his show was like i told him i said you know your show is better than my show <laughs> i was so <laughs> impressed with the show it was like oh man yeah, it's yeah. so good it was more like the characters have developed to a point where now i'm painting them really like realistic and crisp and really mm-hmm. you know they're they're physical dudes that you can imagine existing in reality. And uh, it's just interesting that, you know, cause there's like a 10 year gap between us, I suppose. Um, so it's, it was a weird way of looking at things like your early work is embryonic and your later work, you, you kind of get more focused with, and, and you're refining maybe the characteristics of what you've been painting early on. Well,
0: yeah. Cause like earlier on your discovery, it's still this process of right. like discovery. And then once you've, and you're taking that thing and you're really trying to say you know define it this is what this thing is right. that i've discovered now
1: know? yeah and now that it, i've in discovered a lot of cases, anyway, from yeah, now that i've kind of discovered these <clears throat> characters i'm just going to try and render them really well and kind of yeah, bring yeah. them more fully into the real world it was just an interesting conversation so yeah he's always got something good to add he's he's doing really well he's got 60 days sober which is amazing
0: oh awesome man yeah, congratulations so, chris if yes. you're listening And if you're not still, congratulations.
1: (laughs) So he's doing well. And, um, yeah, it was great. A lot of people showed up. It wasn't super packed, um, like a dystopia or ego death, but it was, you know, it was, I think it was like the fear maybe, which is a good, a good respectable amount of people, but not like where everyone's sweating and wants to run out of the gallery, which is the the downside of having a really huge show or tons of people show up. Yeah. So you always want those big shows, but at the same time, there's a price to be paid for those those big shows, right? You know, or join shows are like that too. But it was great. I was really happy. Um, we still have four paintings left. If anybody's interested, We've got four really good paintings still available. uh, You
0: know, Joy just said about your paintings, I I needed to tell you this and I'll just say it. I'll say it for everyone. Why not? She, you know, she has uh, reduced her intake of social media dramatically. And so she's not seeing much. She's unfollowed a lot of things so that she can kind of free herself up. Anyway, she stumbled on some of your paintings recently, the newest ones for this show for villains. She was like, "You better tell Chet that this is the best work that I've ever seen him do." And she doesn't say these kinds of things lightly. Like, she didn't, won't even make any comment about art like right. at all. If she, you know, but she was like, "I just want you to tell him that this is. I think this is the best work he's ever done." So, oh Well, thank you for boy. what it's <laughs> worth. Get a piece. Get a piece. It. One of the last four pieces of the best work he's ever done to date, 2018. Well, someone was asking me
1: too about buying. You know, they were thinking about buying a piece, and I was like, "Well, it's the cheapest you're going to be able to get pieces like this for sure because you yeah, know, they're going up." You, you know, you raise the prices 10 to 20% a year. So, um, it, they're only going to get more expensive. <clears throat> so,
0: anyway, strike while the iron's hot.
1: Yes. And, uh, let's see. Uh, we talked about this a little on the pre roll. Shane Isakowski. <laughs> Shane nice Isakowski was nice job. there. I fucked it up at first. He was there. And, uh, um, Jeff Collier or Collier. I'm not sure how you pronounce it. It's Collier. Collier. Jeff Collier. He was there with, some great conversations, really great people. And the vibe was amazing at the show. And I, and I um, came away with the the feeling like I always do at these dark art shows that we have the best community out of anybody, any scene I've ever been to. The the vibes are better than any other kind of scene art scene that I've ever encountered. It's just so positive, so positive. Everyone's supporting each other. It's really amazing. We're blessed in that way, and you know who else was there? Jim McKenzie was there. Jim
0: McKenzie. Jim McKenzie. Up. Jim McKenzie. In. The Jim McKenzie is here. In fact, Jim McKenzie. I'm here. I was there.
1: Whoa! <laughs> Say hey something again. Can you hear me? Oh What's wow! Your You're like mike your mic sounds all static. Oh
2: no! What did I do?
1: <laughs> Hold on. That's, what a terrible way to uh start the the podcast.
0: It's memorable. Hold on. I'm gonna fix the gain. Can you hear me now? No. Turn I don't like, think it's the gain. It's got like a connection no. issue. It's a connection issue. Okay. No, it sounds like. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> you talk,
1: try turning the gain way down and see what happens. Okay. I don't
0: think it's the gain. Wait, wait. Let him try it. Right now. No, it's still
1: doing it, no. but it's really it's not, low. It's a... I went to Best Buy to get this mic a second ago. <laughs>
2: and it it's, doesn't the, work.
1: it's the best mic. It's so weird. Try okay. jigg- uh, jiggling some cables or something. I'm
2: gonna jiggle this USB. Is it working now? No. Nah, sounds pretty
1: muddled. It's mild. so weird. It was like it was perfect. Yeah. It was working a second ago.
0: <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> <And> it's not on <laughs> gain. It's it's like a static. It's like <laughs>
1: yeah. Static. Okay. Every time you Is talk. Hello, hello. No, still no. terrible. No, still static. Okay. Try try changing the the little four setting thing. You know. Okay. Test test. Still test. the same. What about okay. what about I'm now? Ah, I'm gonna unplug it's still it. Terrible.
0: it in. I'm gonna unplug
1: it. One second. Okay. Well, okay, we'll talk about Mackenzie a little bit while he's getting his mic set up. He sounded great. He sounded. Wait Hold a minute. On. Say something. Can you hear me? Yeah. Hello? Now you sound good.
2: What yes. I unplugged it. I plugged it back in, and Weird. this mic sucks. So.
1: That's, that's well, it's a it's a blue. Uh, wait a minute, uh, blue. What is? What we have, yeah, we have, we have black Yeti ones. We are, ours are Yetis, yeah. That's what yeah. you got too, right? You got a... I don't know what this is. Oh, this is a blue, but yeah, it's ours is blue, blue but it's warm. black. But they're black, but it's just, I think, think all
2: a... it is the story is don't buy blue mics. If no, new. no,
1: they're great, they're great. We've been, anybody doing... else, We've been <laughs> actually one of them died, so maybe they are shitty, but one of mine died. I had to get a new one. Good
0: thing they're not our sponsor,
1: <laughs> otherwise, we'd be like really <laughs> silly, Fuck blue assholes. think they're great. Hey,
0: tap your I mean, mic. Anyway, hello.
1: Hello. Can you hear it? See, now oh, no, your mic's you- not on. That's why it sounds no.
0: good. <laughs> yeah, you're using the mic on your computer.
1: <laughs> I'm using the mic on the computer? Yeah, it yeah,
0: sounds it's fine, probably, though. When, you, when you unplugged it, it probably came off the settings. You have to go back up and set the settings I again. I'm a
2: gun. This is, <laughs> this is the worst.
1: <laughs> I the, was going to come mess. on. I had all these jokes. <laughs> <laughs> all these one-liners. Yeah. This one's pretty funny. Uh, I think think you did this on purpose. See see if it works. um, See if you can get it.
2: It wasn't on. Okay. Okay. Here we go. go. Say something. Tap it. Tap, tap, tap. Okay.
1: Okay. Now Now you sound great. Rich.
2: Rich. Excellent. All right. (laughs) Brought to you by Blue Microphones. (laughs) (laughs) All
1: right. So if you don't know Jim McKenzie, Jim McKenzie is an artist, a sculptor, a painter a filmmaker, animator, editor. Uh, did I miss anything?
0: So what you're doing, is you're calling him That's a it. creator. Yes, he's, he's a creator.
1: creator. He is. He's definitely a, a young boy. <laughs> he's a young boy. Yep.
0: <laughs> I, I, that, I, is that what you, how you introduce yourself? You're like, I'm Jim McKenzie. I'm a young boy. <laughs> I do, yeah. And they go, wow, so young. And they pinch my cheek.
1: <laughs> well, I, I don't remember where I found you the first time like i don't know where probably on facebook Um, i think yeah we were talking about um what's his name that director spike spike lee
2: and then i don't know why we talk about spike lee something i was on a commercial with him and i posted a status about it and then we were talking and then you said oh you know i'm doing this sculpture show conjoined three or four yeah and i was like whoa oh my god i'll do it
1: yeah and then I just I was watching an interview with you doing my research on you before the show and um you said that you never sculpted before. Yeah, no, I never did.
0: I'm like, why did he ask me to do this? <laughs> <laughs> and now look at you over here like yeah. painting your sculptures right now while we're while but, we're recording. But it's, it's yeah. it
1: was cool because I just, you know, I thought your work was amazing and um I thought I I just thought you would do great at sculpt I just I don't know I I don't know why I asked you I, I guess I assumed you could sculpt because your other <laughs> 2D work it. was so good I just assumed you sculpted and um nah. uh then you ended up making the the King Gordo sculpture yeah. for that show and that was like on the card it was the most yeah. popular piece at the show which is hilarious that was crazy. for your first time yeah i out. did not i didn't see that coming yeah you got cool. you got you got some mojo going Thanks. behind my, you. My my audio now. I could.
2: I feel like I. You guys can hear me, but now I can't hear you guys that very well
1: because oh, no.
2: <laughs> I have these crappy headphones. In, so it's like going in and out.
1: <laughs> Yo, you can turn up turn up the volume on the mic. That'll make it to where you can hear us better. Maybe the testing, testing, testing. Yeah, not not like the a, gain, but the volume on the volume. back. On the other on the side. Oh, I see. Should I plugged
2: into the mic with my headphones? Is that
1: yeah? Yeah yeah.
0: There it should be a bread right in the back, a spot to. No, on the move. bottom. Yeah, on the bottom. Oh,
1: yeah.
2: Okay. Oh wow. Yeah.
0: Now I. Now can... you can probably really hear us talking. <laughs> Tap your uh, microphone. Okay, okay you we good. Go. He's, okay. he's good.
2: And Mike, we're gonna edit all of this out,
0: right? <laughs> <Hell> <laughs> I don't even do any editing at all, so I can actually after my no, hard drive crash. We like to if keep it, like
1: that. we like to keep it real, and this is real. So
0: good.
1: But um, yeah, so. You had the the standout piece at the show, and um, I I told I remember telling Gary about you when I first saw your stuff, and I said, "If Jim McKenzie was a stock, I would buy stock in Jim McKenzie."
2: Oh wow! Well, guess what? I am, and you could buy three dollars a share. <laughs>
1: um, you've gone you've what? gone public.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's plummeting now, but. It's all right. It peaked at the scarecrow and now it's just going (laughs) (laughs) downhill.
0: Yeah. So that scarecrow show, man, that was like a hit, hit it out of the park show. Yeah. I mean, I did the, the conjoined. Is that that your first solo? Yeah. First only solo show. Um,
2: I guess, uh, they really like the, the Gordo and the other one. And they're like, yeah, you know, let's do a show, you know, in two years, turn around. I was like, all right. And I just spent two years, uh, while I was working at my office, every night I'd come home and just try to sculpt something. And, Mm. You know, two years went by like that, and then all of a sudden, like, oh my God, you know, there's a month left. I still have to, like, bang on, like, two pieces, and it was just, like, one of those, like, frantic races, but, like, I was like, wow, this feels, like, really nice to, like, you know, put myself under this, all this self indulged uh, or, you know, just pressure, like, that is based off of something that I'm doing yeah. and not, you know, you know something yeah. a client is asking for. So I was like, you know, I fucking love how this feels. I just want to keep doing this, and, you know, after that, I just kept just making stuff, so yeah it
1: was that's great it was a good time that's what i how i feel about um you know comparing my time and the makeup effects to comparing my time and as a as an artist uh, an independent artist is that in effects every time you do a job i felt i felt like um you know i got to a certain level i've said this before but i've got i got to a certain level in the beginning your um everything you do is like oh this is a great portfolio piece it's going to get me another job and then you get to a point where you don't really need any more portfolio pieces and then every job is just like okay i don't have any i got money and that's it but now yes, every Stop time sharing the work you're doing yeah and every time now as a as a fine artist or an independent artist or creator or whatever you want to call it um i feel like every time i create something it's it's creating something of value for my future. Like, you know, something I can, it's adding to my body of work. It's creating pieces I can, um, you know, merchandise and, and it's really they're they're valuable rather than just a, it's not just like a one-off money-making thing. Like the, yeah. Like the film work was.
2: Yeah. No, I and mean, cause like at that point you're, you're creating, I mean, awesome work for films, but you're also creating a line of, uh, a, a resume of films that you've worked on, and then you kind of take that and you use that also as a way to make yourself, you know, get more films. And then, I mean, I was in just the strictly commercial mm-hmm. side of it, so I feel like it's a very similar thing where, like, you know, you're working on oh now my Fruit Loop, so now I'm on this one. Like, oh, I've done all these, you know, hundred fucking serial commercials, and now I'm gonna do some more. But then when you do this, you know, where it's strictly you and you're the director and you're everything it's like it's just so much more rewarding and uh, yeah. i agree like you know you're building it's in the same way but it's just for you and yeah exactly it's not for somebody else <laughs> yeah it just feels so much nicer i mean i'm not saying like, i hate commercial stuff. i do it i do one a month like uh oh, cool. yeah like i i enjoy i enjoy animating and i enjoy like concept art and all that stuff it's just you know not as much as i used to as a kid right not there's a- that whole you know uh, fairy tale, you know, aspect to it when you're a kid and you're looking at um I remember being in college and someone was like, No, I, I worked on this movie. I worked on this commercial, blah, blah, blah. And I was sitting there, I was like, Wow, you know, I would love to. Yeah, like that's
1: the that ultimate thing that I'll I'll never have to do anything else if I just get exactly. to work on movies or commercials or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And then you do it and you're like, <laughs> uh, it's cool. <laughs> right, yeah, it's cool. But, you know, there's something more, you know. There is. So, um, where, where, tell, talk about your, your, your work. Um, career and where you were working and and how you um, got into that and stuff because you had yeah, a just, long a pretty long career right At working through for...
2: yeah I started off being a pizzeria delivery boy and <laughs> I walked into this place when I was 15 I was like can I have a job and they said yeah start right now and then I just started driving around and Eating people's pizza while i was driving and <laughs> that's the whole other story. and then uh you know i went to college and for some reason i was like uh, an event photographer at one point i was I had to shoot all these like uh events with like you know tim burton was like setting up the moma and i had to go shoot him all day and stuff and uh like just like random like 50 cent was like having a cologne that came out i had to go shoot that <laughs> so it was just like building up this like portfolio of photography and um then photoshopping it to where it was Uh, you know commercially sellable Mm. and I wrote myself a little letter it was like you know when I'm 21 or something I'm gonna be the best photoshopper in the world that's my goal and uh and I you know I I was 21 I was like the fuck like no that's that's not what I want to do at all but it just (laughs) like it always changes but it's always geared towards kind of a similar path but you know so the the photography lent itself into the photoshopping the photoshopping lent itself into like concept art um and uh, r- realistic concept art, mm-hmm. uh, map paintings and stuff like that. So when I was in college, um, went to school of visual arts for, um, I guess motion graphics and, uh, visual effects. Uh, a lot of the teachers there were working professionals. So, you know, I was hanging out with them, getting in good. They get your feet in the door and it was all you know, just working for free. Uh, they, I would have to like go out to like Washington DC for like a month straight sleep on like a cot and like, anime from like 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. at night uh some stupid show about obama for french tv you know like yeah. i was doing all the <laughs> free i was paying to, to like right see that that's and, and
1: l- 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 let me quickly interject here mike and i talk about this often that artists are always saying don't do stuff for free but when you're oh, starting no. out you d- you do do stuff for free you, you have that. to you have but you, you have do have to, to judge you know, if it's worth it for you or not, it doesn't mean you take every oh, job no. for free, but you know, there, there's quite a, uh, you know, uh, I don't know. I, I see that a lot on social media. Don't do anything for free and uh,
0: pay me. Right. What, what, yeah. What? All the memes like, Oh, I'll pay you in credit. Well, thanks. <laughs> yeah.
1: like, well, there is know, a place yeah, for if,
0: working. If someone who has no credit, who's going to pay you in credit, then yeah, that's not a good deal. But if someone who has credit is going to pay you in credit, well then fuck, come on.
2: Yeah. I mean, cause like, you know, we're in such a weird time right now where like you have artists now that are uh, showing their work and it's just coming straight onto people's hands right now. Like, you mm-hmm. know, it's, everyone's on Instagram all the time. And then if you're a young artist, you're an artist that's just starting out, you're going to see that and you're going to want to know, you know, what their take on artists. So they're going to tell you, obviously, if, if they're somewhat established, they're going to say, yeah, you know, don't do free work. And then Or, you know, there's like that meme, like, you know, don't do anything for free. I've seen it. And it's easy for people to think that, but it's so important to just get your foot in the door, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, throw your ego away for a second and just do what you got to do to just get that experience. I think the experience of just um, staying up all night, working on something for free um, that is at a higher commercial level that you wouldn't be able to do on yourself is much more valuable than getting like 20 bucks an hour. Uh, For some stupid thing, but like, I don't know. It's 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 imperative to just do the free jobs at first. Whenever I mean, even till today, like if if something was uh, that I really had an interest in, and there was no pay, you know, I would think about it. You know, I'm not always just strictly doing work that like you're paying me. Blah blah blah. I mean. 98 percent of the time yes but
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> definitely yeah there's just you know well, we all go through flux on that you know i mean that's something that's like when i have more i give more and when i have less i give less so then that's the way that you know it's the push and pull of the tide yeah
1: right okay so anyway keep going on your your career path oh,
2: yeah so it was a uh, yeah i think it was like 2006 i was working on a-
1: Whoa! With this French come. Wait, you're you're freezing up. Whoa! Hold on, hold on. You're frozen. You're you're looking off into the heavens, frozen with this peaceful. Can you screen grab that, mic <laughs>
0: oh, I should as fast as I quick, can. Before, flick, it's gone quick, quick. Oh, Wait a I minute. Got it, I got it. I
1: got it. Hey, Jim. 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 Commercials. He's still talking. <laughs>
0: This is the funniest episode we've ever recorded. I gotta hey, send him a uh, picture of himself. watching. <laughs> oh my god.
1: Hey Jim. It's like Jim McKenzie. Hey, Hello. Hey, we lost you for a minute. Are you there? Oh, uh, how did you do that? Oh, okay. Uh, can you hear me? Oh uh, wait a minute! You're kind of frozen, and we can barely hear you coming in and out. Hello. Whoa. Uh, did we we just lost him fully?
0: We Lost him entirely. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, let me try and add him I back in. There comes. I'm gonna add him. You back gotta here. see this image. i The first one's not the right.
1: I saw. I saw it. I I saw the image.
0: <laughs> I knew you did.
1: Okay, I'm calling him again. <laughs> Man, you got like a dark cloud over your head today. Oh, no. It's a uh, technical difficulty. No. Sorry about that. I had to hang up and then call back. Okay, good, good. Sorry. I was in. So they, all, <laughs> we, where's the picture? I could hear
2: you guys, but I couldn't speak.
1: Oh, okay, okay. Well, I gotta see this. There's a picture. Really, <laughs> did, picture look was... in the chat. There's a good picture of. Yeah, look at the
0: chat. At the picture good. I took of you.
1: Y- your screen you froze. Were frozen
0: <laughs> like that for a long time. You were just frozen like that. Wow, excellent shot. And so you that... can hear
2: your voice <laughs> going. <"Ar-> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so so awesome. Let's start from scratch. <laughs>
1: okay we got to the point to where you got like a job and then we didn't catch uh, any of that that. (laughs) Uh, you know i was working as a kid
2: doing some bullshit and um you know that leads to another job um there's another place called uh, frame store new york and i was working there for a while we were doing like you know working on smurfs and like the harry potters and um doing what a lot of geico commercial like map paintings and like concept art and this is before
1: you started working at morgan's place
2: yeah. Oh, that was actually, Morgan was like our upstairs neighbor. Morgan Spurlock. Super, yeah, size he, me, uh,
1: super size me, super me director.
2: He, uh, I was thinking about him today cause I never eat McDonald's. And then today I just did for like the first time in like two years. And it's so gross, but <laughs> you gotta do it. Sometimes, but. sometimes when you gotta, you gotta. <laughs> yeah. So he, he was, um, yeah, he was our neighbor upstairs. He had a production company up there and I was working at, um, the floor underneath him. Uh, it's called the art. Nathan Love, I was there for about seven years doing um wow concept art and uh animation basically just 2D animation for um motion graphics and uh, commercials TV shows whatever and then you know as the company grew as I grew uh, I started doing more stuff handling um you know the the entire uh, pitching the actual directing of the commercial pitching and, you
1: you would pitch at meetings oh yeah, yeah. I talked to clients wow. And, um, that would be must get be jobs, stress, so. stressful.
2: Yeah, but it, it's it's a great um, skill to try to uh, obtain because I was I'm I am terrible at speaking, so like just to push myself into this thing where like I have to like talk to like you know a bunch of people was I think it was just yeah it's just for me you know as a yeah, person and, sure. like I, I think there was one job for Twizzlers we were doing where um, totally stop motion um, where you would have like. Oh, actually, we we changed it. It was stop motion, where where we'd have Twizzlers moving around, and then it became um, sort of a uh, photos of just someone like playing guitar. Anyway, it took us like two years to like get this job. We beat um, I think twenty four people or something, and wow. uh, it was just based off of this motion test that I did in one day, and uh, you know they gave it to us. We shot this commercial twice, two times over, and at the very last second, they were like um can you not make it stop motion i was like well we shot <laughs> photos of the whole thing so no they're like <laughs> well can you just smooth it out and i was like no
1: totally so missing the point of <laughs> the whole point of why you're doing it that way it was like um Freaking yeah idiots. it
2: was like based off of like the white stripes kind of like um that whole like michelle Gondre uh feel mm. um and they gave it to some other director who copied it shot by shot, frame by frame, but just, you know, filmed it.
1: Oh, and, assholes. Uh, yeah, it's like this directed by this guy. Exactly the kind of stuff that. <laughs> ah. Anyway, sorry. Yeah.
2: And then the, and when you do something like that and you really put your heart into mm-hmm. it and then all of a sudden someone's like, no, 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 no. It's not actually your commercial. It's our commercial.
1: It's our commercial. And we can just yeah. spend all this money on and, and pay you even though we're paying you well. You're going to bust mm-hmm. your ass, put your heart and soul into it, yeah. and love what you're doing. And then they're just going to throw it out because <laughs> yeah. somebody's.
0: I pay somebody else to redo it s- the way they would. Somebody's
1: went. maid walked in and saw the playback on the screen and said she didn't like it. So they changed their whole thing. You yeah, you know, waste hundreds of thousands of dollars. Or someone's kids so- thought it was, wasn't, looked weird. Or it's just, that's, you know, when you work for other when you work for other people, that's what you got to deal with. Well, Has has Mm -hmm. that happened
2: to you ever where like you're just sculpting something for someone and they just toss
1: it. Oh yeah. All the time, all the time. I mean, there, there's been things like, for example, the first men in black movie I had, I got, it was great though. It was super fun. Um, I got to design this whole alien that was all blue, you know, designed to be blue screened out. They used it in men in black three, but I made it for men in black two. And the whole thing was the head, the head and the and the arms, part of the arms would get blue screened the out and part pretzel of the legs guy. pretzel guy. Pretzel so guy. it was just really this weird wiggly looking alien, really trippy. And, um, and they just brought it out on set in a, in an alien scene. And someone's like, Hey, you know, that has to be blue screen. And they're like, Oh, we don't want it in this scene. They put it away and it never got used. And, you know, I, I spent months working on that. It was mechanic, mechanized and everything, and they just didn't use it. And that's just the kind of waste that, you know, that's why part of the reason yeah. films are so expensive is, is, is... Where did it
2: wind up, though? Like in someone's storage, like-
1: Rick Baker's storage. But the good thing is they did pull it out for Men in Black 3, and it, and it is in Men in Black 3. So, and they CG'd everything out. But by that time, it wasn't so groundbreaking at the time yeah. it was like a really Because yeah, weird... when you
0: do something it's timely like it fits yeah, yeah. with the times yeah Art it was like part of it the wasn't
1: times. cging parts out of of to make a a makeup effect look really like it can't be done was not that done very often so <laughs> it was really uh it's fine i don't give a shit anymore but it's <laughs> just that stuff used to happen every show and there are stuff that you you know you sculpted every single pore and then you see it like psh- you know, or oh, they cut it oh, yeah. all the time. All the time. Like every every, every job like, is like
2: you, that. When even like in the fine art industry where you're sculpting something and you're really getting into details, you're going into the back that no one's ever gonna see unless you're the collector. Right. And then you find out like, you know, someone just buys it and like throws it on like a thing or a shelf or you never like see it again. And it's just such a bizarre like yeah. feeling.
1: But at least they, you know, at least they they if if they were to look at the back <laughs> you have to do that stuff because, yeah, yeah,
2: <laughs> it didn't only really happen to me once where no, because everyone that buys their stuff is a very like you know we we connect and they're very passionate about it, and I'm so happy that it's going to like good places, but there was just once one piece that went somewhere, and I was like, what the hell, like, and I was like, do you even like I don't know, it was just strange it was it didn't feel right, yeah,, said uh, well, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know,
1: <laughs> I don't know about all this. That's what's why it's it's kind of good to be um, I think like a cult type artist is really the I think the best place, maybe not financially, but it's the best place, place creatively to be It's <laughs> more like a cult artist because people are really, really into your work and they're not buying necessarily for investment purposes or you know, or, or if you get into this whole blue chip scene, these people don't even know what they're buying. They're just buying because no. a broker says it's going to be worth more. They're trying to impress their rich friends or whatever. Um, it, you know the the I'm all I always you know used to pitch the the investment angle to buyers. You know it's going to be worth more money in the future. Yeah. And, and you should have
2: shredded all of your prints. That's, yeah. <laughs> that
1: every great. time, every time I bring it up though, they always say, "Oh, I'm never going to sell it. I'm never going to sell it." So it's like they go in because they love it, and that's the best kind of collector to have is people yeah. that just fall in love with the piece
2: that is good yeah and i know people that will buy my stuff that if they have to sell it, they'll contact me and you know they'll sell it for the same price that they bought it which is great um oh, i hate when people like i did something for charity the other day and it was they wanted me to just spray paint something on like a giant panel and um took me like an hour i've never sprayed painted in my life it looked terrible <laughs> it, it sold for 200 bucks it was going towards planned parenthood the money and um Someone was like, "Oh, I just saw this on eBay." And I'm like, "What the hell?" And it was two thousand dollars on eBay. Wow! And ten times the amount that, and it didn't even go towards charity. So I think, like, the fact that I was like doing something for like what I thought was a good cause, yeah. and then also, and I wasn't gaining anything out of it, and then someone that just so had to be lucky, all of a sudden profits off of it. I thought that was just a strange That's, thing, but it also it's a part of the like,
1: yeah, gamers. it's exactly it happens. And the other the other thing is that. Uh, I don't know if it's sold or not. Did it sell for that price?
2: I don't know. I probably not
1: because but. that's the other thing is people will try and get outrageous prices and then they just don't sell. But it, it's kind of good for you in the long term If someone buys your thing and then sells it for more money, because that just shows the secondary market that your work is valuable, you know? So, yeah, but it does, I know awesome. what you mean. It does kind of suck, but anyway, so yeah. let's, we're, let's let's stay on track with your uh, career. Your your okay. and ma- and maybe you can. Yeah, I think I have. I think I have.
2: Yeah, about. what were we talking about? Oh, I don't know. You <laughs> talking about Twizzlers the,
1: commercials. Yeah, Twizzler. Twizzler commercial Twizzler's where they Twizzlers, just yeah, yeah. threw everything away and all your yeah hard just work. stuff
2: like that. It just kept happening, things like that. But I, like the place I was working at, because I've worked at multiple, um, you know, animation studios. I mean, and this is
1: all on the East Coast. Just so in case people don't know, you're from the East Coast.
2: Yeah. From New York, Brooklyn, Jersey. And <laughs> the, the place I was working at was, I don't know why I said it like that. Um, named <laughs> the best, uh, well, I mean, Jersey's got a kind of a shitty reputation. Yeah. There's no I real, lived in
0: Jersey for mean, nine history months, history. actually. Really?
2: Yeah. Nine months? Yeah. And you're I, like, all right, I've seen enough.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it was like.
2: Yeah. No, it's good though. But uh, this place, Nathan Love, it was like the out of the all the places I've worked at, which wasn't that many, but it was definitely like the best place where like you just felt comfortable, you know, with the people there and like it just kind of felt like a nice like little family. Mm-hmm. And there's certain places where you're the small fish in the giant, giant pond working on like these films and stuff like that. And this one, you know, it was more of a smaller pond. So you had more room to kind of try things out and mm-hmm. people would you know, they were open to take, you know, your opinions on things on like at a higher level. So I think that, you know, there's more room to grow when you do that, but yeah. it's also beneficial to be, you know, the to, to be the smaller fish in a bigger pond because you get a sense of, you know, what it is to do, you know, this one task. But I think uh, I really enjoyed being able to just kind of touch everything a little bit. And they, they noticed that and, and uh, sure if I was directing, I think everyone kind of started directing at one point. And I was pretty much just doing, like, um, 2D jobs, um, 3D, stop motion, live action, actually, like, everything. Um, That's great. Great
1: training, really, I mean, to do your own stuff. Yeah, it was awesome.
2: And then we wound up, um, we were going to do our own original uh, film there. We were trying to, we got a writer, and we were going to do a film based on the Scarecrow because Aardman animations wound up um, kind of, not buying them out, but the... You know they joined studios and now it's ardman nathan love so they were going to um i guess we were going to try to do a scarecrow film oh make really a stop motion. yeah and we were sitting with a writer for like two months so every day after work i'd be sitting at this you know coffee place trying to write this scarecrow movie and there's like i don't have what's that
1: so you should hit, like, ha- hit Micah.
2: I know, but (laughs) there was just no story there. Like, because when I made it, it was very vague, and I like keeping things vague. Like, all artwork makes it just be, you know, up to interpretation. So when you try to, when you've already established that it's like a vague thing, and it, uh, and then you try to kind of forcefully put, you know, this narrative, it just doesn't feel right. So it went nowhere. Um, there were so many roads where it could have went, and I was like, you know what? I just I can't do it. So like, it went nowhere, and there was like two weeks of like. Fuck, you know, we fucking blew it, whatever. And then out of nowhere, I'm watching uh, Bob Ross as I'm animating. And within 30 seconds, I had this stupid idea and I got it from my seat and I ran over uh, to Joe, the owner. I was like, I got the dumbest idea. You want to hear? And he's like, absolutely, sit down. And I was like, I just thought of this 30 seconds ago, but we should do a parody of Bob Ross and call it making things. And it'll be like kind of like my world, but mixed with like this 80s kind of vibe. And it'd be really stupid. Um, what do you say? And he's like, "Yeah, let's do it." So, <laughs> Is that how you did that?
1: Was, that? Yeah, was that, that was like yeah, uh, that
2: was pretty amazing. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, and, and that was one of like the last projects I was working on there before I worked on this big project that caused me to have like a panic attack and freak out. What was leave. that?
1: Um, <laughs> I'm Can not you allowed say? To say the name? Well, uh, it was say everything but the name. Time. Okay. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Tell me the name after.
2: Yeah, it was um, this very long, dragged out project that um, I don't know. I mean, I feel like no one really wanted to do it. I don't don't know why we signed up for it. And I wanted to be sleeping there. And, uh, you know, it was just. Is it it a commercial? Yeah, it was a commercial that only lived on Facebook. And, oh my God,
1: I can't even get into it. But
2: (laughs) (laughs) it was like, at one point, I was like, I can't do this anymore.
1: (laughs) It's driving me crazy. Is that one of the one of the last straws that got you, um,
2: like the last straw got you then, to,
1: to doing your own thing and moving out to LA and.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So like the next day I came in and I, I, you know, put myself back together and I was like, you know what? I think I got to go. Cause you know, I, I love working here, but it's, I don't think it's for me, you know, what, cause I was trying to do that. And I was trying to do the art at the same time. Right. And like two of them built up together. Like if I wasn't doing the art, it would have been totally
1: fine. Right. But, you know, did 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 was everyone giving you a hard time about quitting?
2: Oh no, no they were so supportive. And oh good, I, it was like a weird, like breakup kind of. But yeah. then you know, I worked started <laughs> work with them every month after. So
1: that's cool. Yeah, yeah that's you know the story about Adam Jones from Tool, when he when he left the he was a makeup effects guy. That's where I met him in makeup effects. Mm-hmm and um he was working at stan winston's and he's like yeah i'm gonna leave to go start this band and everyone there was like oh yeah you'll be back in six months <laughs> you're gonna fail and everyone everybody that's what i heard i i mean that's the 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 story that's been told around the industry is that everyone yeah. just told him he was wasn't gonna make it and and now he's like fucking mega rock star it's pretty great oh, wow. that's so, awesome Wait, when was that that was the 80s right or, uh, been- probably late 80s or or no early 90s because the shop we worked at was around 90 91 or something now he's does he still do um makeup effects uh not you know he he doesn't have to do anything i don't think i don't think he yeah i I don't think he does you know he might for uh, for fun maybe i don't know he does a lot of things He, he he's you know does a lot of 2d art and stuff i know mm-hmm. painting and stuff but um uh, nice. yeah that's kind of funny the funny story so you wow. so you quit and um did you did you have a, a an exit plan or did you just quit with no savings I, or did you have like I some saved money saved up? Oh, okay
2: yeah after copro um after the solo show i was like i had that in my head that i was like you know maybe i should really try to focus more on this. So I had this plan where I would save up a little bit each month just to have some sort of, you know, padding underneath mm. and stuff in case this ever happened. I wasn't like deliberately saying like, I'm going to give myself this many months to get out of here. Cause I, I love animating. I love working on commercials and stuff like that. But, um, it, you know, the freak out that I had mixed with all this other stuff, I was like, I got to get out. And, you know, I, I was freaking out. The first month is so, is so scary. Everyone was telling me that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, no, because you don't you're like oh my god
1: i'm not used to this you're right like, what's going to happen i'm gonna die or <laughs> i can wake up anytime <laughs> i want i have to make my own schedule yeah it's so scary and but i'm responsible it, uh, for everything that i do there's not anyone there's nothing supporting me accident. here <laughs> yeah but it was
2: the best decision ever so
1: yeah happy you're happy you're
2: help. happy about it how do you like yeah, la definitely. oh it's amazing i um, like it i sit at home all day and uh don't go outside. <laughs> but it looks nice on the window.
1: <laughs> but you can if you want to.
0: I can't, yeah. No, I, I go for walks and stuff. When did you prayer. move out? When did you move out to LA, Jim? Um
2: six months ago already. It's it's been a while now. It feels like, like a week ago, but it's uh it's, it's creeping in on me. Yeah, that's cool. Uh I'm yeah. glad, glad to see oh, you, you out one here. Of the reasons. Um when we got pizza, you were like, You you gotta move out here. And I was like, I don't know, maybe. But everyone kept saying that, uh-huh. and like you were like one of the last straws. I was like, oh, maybe he does have a point. There's <laughs> a lot going on out here.
1: But I mean, it's true though, right? I mean, there's shows like every weekend. If you want to network yeah. and you know get your work out there, it's like this is it's really like, the better than New York. You know, New York so, used yeah. to be the the big art. You know, the center of the the art world. Um, was New York. Like the, the whole world, New York was pretty much it. And now with this kind of new art scene, it's, it's LA, you know, yeah. definitely for what we're doing.
2: And I don't really, I mean, I used to know a lot of galleries in New York, but it's, it's funny. Cause there's so many, there's so many little, um, groups in the mm-hmm. art world, quote unquote, where, you know, we think we know everyone in the art world. It's like, okay, we have our bubble over here. There's another bubble. And then right. some bubbles bleed into the other bubbles. And, and, that's true. I, there was a point where I was like, What I don't really know any of these galleries in New York. I know like last rights and then and then like this one, one closed down, this one closed down. Right. So I was like, you No know what? What am I doing here? Like I'm I'm just gonna keep showing at last rights. Like I don't know. Yeah,
1: right. Yeah. You, you got more options out here. Although, you know, it, it's and it's you know, once you're established, you can kind of live anywhere in the world that you want to. But I think when you're establishing yourself, it's it's good to be able to if you have that option to be able to be right in the heart of it, you know yeah, just go
2: in there and make connections and stuff. Like, I think like the first week I was here and just talking to like gallery people and just hanging out and it just felt very welcoming, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a great scene too. That's what I was saying on the, um, I think I said it on the pre-roll oh, or did we say it just now? Maybe we I said, said it, it on
0: this episode. Oh, okay. Just how great the scene episode. is.
1: It's so supportive and everyone's supporting yeah. each other. There's, yeah, <clears throat> it's really, uh, it's, it's a great place to be. So yeah, I'm glad you're out here. I think it's really cool. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, you got, we're going to do, we should mention the, the, the Q and A thing we're doing for your new film. Okay. I think those uh, films you're you're making are so cool. Um, there's, it's really interesting because you're, you're, you're using all of your know-how to make something totally different. They're like films about you creating a sculpture or, um, that one you did the, the drawing, uh, oh, I forgot the name of the drawing, uh, okay. noise. noise Noise. yeah um where you're creating it but it's a film too it's so amazing so amazing so different totally unique i've never seen anything like it so it's like not just a process film it's it's a film on its own right but the subject is creating the artwork but it's still telling a story really amazing um that that is that something and this new one is the same right
2: yeah i try to mix them up so they have different vibes but like this one would be um, kind of a similar where, like, the Scarecrow, you see the entire process, but now it's in this similar to the Twizzler story I was telling you, where it's just frame by frame stop motion. It's crazy. Um, you have this trickery
1: and stuff. I don't know how that looks. I, it, I don't know how. I was watching it going, this must be a nightmare to make. It seems oh, so yeah. difficult to I mean, make. I shot it in three weeks. How long? Yeah. It, it was. Um, well,
2: I shot it as I was making the piece, and the piece took three weeks. and I was sleeping on this cot and right next to the cot was uh, just like a little white photo psych. Um, that wasn't too big, but I shot every, like I sculpted it as I was shooting on the white psych. And um, so, you know, you, I'm shooting it from uh, pretty close up, but you still see the sides of like the bedroom. And so every shot had to go in and roto. And if you're listening, you know, what roto is it's frame by frame. You're cutting something out. Um, so I'm, chopping out the sides and I'm adding in like fake white mm-hmm. to make it look like, it's like a single white seamless um, film Yeah, <laughs> and I think that was like the the craziest part of it really? was just like going frame by frame and just touching things up it and- just
1: seems like working on something and filming it in stop motion at the same time I know you, there's a lot of like tricks involved like you're not actually you know stop motion filming every single time you're sculpting it's not like you're doing that but it's like you're doing like kind of fake like your hand will come in and all of a sudden a part will be done
2: no like 90 percent was real like um there was like a few shots where like i would have something and i would like put my finger over it right. and then it would go and fix it up <laughs> which is hilarious the, some of them are right.
1: really funny where you like take that ball and then you split it in half with your finger and you go doink and make oh, like, the two holes in it
0: <laughs> but <laughs> you obviously
1: so you you just put a camera on yourself and 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 how do you do how do you stop how do you do that? I don't get it. I
2: didn't even have um, a tripod, really. I was just putting my elbow down because I have such like, a good <laughs> shitty setup. This is even
1: crazier I than put, I thought.
2: It's this, this, this like $600 camera, and I'm just shooting as as I'm trying to paint and tr- trying to sculpt it. Oh, my God. It's um, insane. It, and it's so unstable, so it's so shaky. So a lot, like 50% of the editing was just stabilizing the footage. Right. And and then it's like, oh, now it's too stabilized. It looks weird. Now I have to add a fake little shake to it. Right
1: the <laughs> so wiggler did you have to use the wiggler plugin oh yeah and after effects
2: yeah. <laughs> <Wiggle-rama>. <laughs> yeah. It's a great so you're gonna
1: but, are yeah. you gonna show it so this saturday we're gonna be um <laughs> this saturday october sho- you uh, october 20th we're gonna be showing it at, you're gonna be showing it at a copro gallery and then yeah and yeah. then um we're doing he's gonna do a Q- QA and i'm gonna be like hosting the q a or i don't, i'm not Get sure the how moderator you know, so i'm moderating i'm the mod <laughs> this is
2: gonna be gonna be great <laughs> and we just did um something very similar to what's gonna happen on saturday a month ago with the one noise at the sva theater and uh it was uh it was an interesting event <laughs> so yeah. now going into that seeing what happened i think i could
1: improve on oh, it good. with this one well you're going to have yeah. to tell me about it because I don't think I've ever yeah. really, really moderated an well, event
0: before. I think Jim I think that you have such an interesting balance of kind of whimsy and humor with this dark edge and so it's like it's you know, it's fun in the dark art realm to see people that are doing things like, you know, you're kind of like the primus of the dark art world right now. You know, It's <laughs> oh. just like you're doing this thing that's not like anything anybody else is doing. Right. So it's like super signature. And it's very like it's very much this idiosyncratic creation of Jim McKenzie. But at the same time, you know, it's like. It's really interesting because you're playing with this horror humor thing like Chet does but in, you know, a very interactive fashion from my observations. Mm-hmm. And you and you know, so I've watched you kind of develop along but I've never met you or talked to you or listened to you until this whole period of time here on this <laughs> I didn't podcast. I realize I
2: until you said so, that.
0: <laughs> like all I have is like this idea of you as a persona on Facebook, right? And so it's kind of interesting for me because, you know, I do a lot of this online work. That's what I do most of the time is work online and I help promote people and I help them make money basically. And so, you know, it's like, I have this idea of who people are and like who I am. And then you actually get to know who they are. And most of that happens earlier on. So this is like a new experience for me. where like, this is who he really is because you have this, I, you have this persona, just so you know, from like the outsider perspective, like of energy. Like you have like, whenever I see pictures of wow. you or events or things that are going on and like shit you're doing, there's like this energy to it. And here's the thing is like the name of my agree. company is Energy Creations, right? So I'm all about the energy. And so like, I can just see you have like this high energy and this vibrance and like everything you do, like the colors you choose, the humor that you use, you know what I mean? The way you frame things, the way that you edit things, and also the way that you utilize multifaceted and multidisciplinary elements to bring that stuff together it's very vibrant and fresh and rich and colorful and interesting but then on the other (laughs) hand it's like dark and seedy and uncomfortable and weird so it's like i love that and and for me i love the absurd i'm a huge fan of the absurd so i'm curious ultimately where this all started for you like you know, was this something that has always been there for you or what, what are your big influences when you were young or when, when did you start showing this kind of like weird thing that you're doing now? That's like, I would have to categorize as the primus of the dark. Article, you know?
2: <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Uh, I don't know. I think um, I, I was always filming stuff you know, as a kid and um, when I was like seven, I had a camera <clears throat> and uh, filming like Mars attacks movies of my friends where it'd be like, you know uh, you, you cut and then you cut the guy's head off and then it's just like a mask and we throw some fake blood on it and then we cut again and like the body's there like all this like little trickery and stuff because my dad would make films when he was younger on the uh i guess the uh the super eights and uh there was no sound but like he did all these like little tricks and stuff where like he would hang people and like they were really you know tied by the waist and they pulled them up and i did that. Um, so I, and I was like oh wow i gotta like and he's also a magician too so like he's always like you know doing tricks to me so like this was like my artistic trickery in a way yeah, yeah and uh yeah. i got like on photoshop when i was like eight years old and wow i was like doing like little tricks on that and um like and i would film like stunts at like the the local movie theater because that's when everyone would like hang out and uh we'd do like little shows and uh, our fake tv show there and then the cops would always come and like kick us out and chase <laughs> us through the theater and stuff like that so it's just always like you know filming things and but uh it's weird how it evolves because you know, the the film turns into uh, animation. And then also now, um, I just weird, like, I think like my directions always change every year, you know? And then even like to recent times, like two years ago, I, you know, now I'm a sculptor all of a sudden. And then now, Everybody knows me as, oh, that's the guy who's a sculptor. He sculpted the scared right. oh, Cool. And now I'm like, oh, you know, I really want to get back in like drawing.
1: Like just
2: <laughs> when I was at the villain show, I saw, you know, I forget her name, but she's amazing graphite on paper.
1: Oh, um, Amandine. Uh, Wasn't was uh, Amandine? Amandine. Uh, Amandine. Uh, I forgot her last name. Yeah. Well, she's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I saw that was, I was crazy. Like, yeah.
2: With the little rainbows
1: going through. Amandine. And, like, just... r- just so, I don't know how to pronounce Aruti Aruti Amandine Aruti
2: Amandine Aruti
1: she's is the best yeah amazing I was, like, I was like wow
2: i could feel my like my gears like getting drifted towards like something
1: else. And you know have I, you, I think it's oh sorry i didn't mean to interrupt oh, oh no, no you am here uh, have you sculpted an oil based clay yet And no, only um, uh, yeah. Yeah, you uh, you have to uh, you have to come out, and I'll I'll show you some clay stuff. Because man, you've been sculpting in the most difficult medium to sculpt (laughs) in, Magic Sculpt, which is great because it's super archival. So it's really nice that you're using Magic Sculpt. Uh, A lot of people sculpt in Sculpey, and that stuff is not really archival. But um,
2: it's so easy. It's just. uh, it breaks it explodes within like a day and I don't know I was told epoxy clay I knew nothing it and it, when you talk was your joint I had it there and I'm like let me try it it's great it's,
1: uh, it's great like I said it's great because it's archival but um if you're making molds if you take the the leap of making molds man that, that you have it's so much easier to sculpt in good oil-based clay oh my god yeah monster you'll, you'll love it yeah monster clay and uh Chavant. Chavant and this oh, yeah. medium is the other stuff. I feel
2: good. I know really nothing about clay and, and
1: everything. I know all these things. <laughs> and, yeah.
0: well, well, that's what the whole thing's about, right? That's what the whole entire you know dark art community is about.
1: You're, uh, you're, fro- oh, oh, you're froze. Oh, oh here you go. He's back. You're frozen. Uh, you're freezing again. Okay. Don't move. <laughs> You're, fr- you're freezing up. Okay. Oh.
0: <laughs> it's all intentional. These are all these Jim McKenzie gags. I'm telling you, he set this whole thing up from now the you're beginning. frozen. You... microphone story. He's just playing games <laughs> with you, Cheddar.
1: You're frozen again. I think you well, might
0: have... I, you're f- you're fro- I should get a good picture of this <laughs> one. Yeah, that's, that's another
1: good one. <laughs> oh, oh, there you I go. Lost. Oh, Hey. I'm back. Oh, you can hear me? See, you have Your shirt? You lost your shirt. I have, I did lose it. That's I'm amazing, telling but... you, it's
0: shenanigans <laughs> on the McKenzie
1: line. I want to ask well, you. Okay, so you got to come out and try some some oil based clays. You're gonna love it. Oh my god! If you're making yeah, if you're making magic sculpt work, you're gonna freak yeah. out when you when you, when you oh, do. Man. Oh my god! It's it's like a joy. Magic yeah. sculpt is. Like your work, it's you're working with. It's so hard to work with, and and it's,
2: yeah, and it gives you um, this weird. I can't explain the feeling. If you ever touch it with not gloves, you get this uh, weird like sensation in your veins. It's just like there's like some sort of poison going through. That's how I feel.
1: Really? Yeah. Probably. I don't know. It's because. Okay. Now you're now your <laughs> <laughs> your microphone's going. No. <laughs>
0: What about now? Still. Yep. Still <laughs> he knows we're right around an hour, man. You
1: have to. You have to. Are we at an hour? Shit. Almost. Can you pl- can you unplug it and plug it in again? Because I, I I have a question oh, I want to ask him.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> Is it working now? Yeah, it's great. That's uh, computer. That's his computer. That's not his mic. You think? Yeah. Whoop. Tap your mic. Son
1: of a gun! Tap the mic.
0: <laughs> See, told you.
1: Yeah. Shit. Set the again. I'm resetting it. It sounds fine right. though. It really the computer mic sounds great. So
0: Oh. See he's got there it on go. Okay. Good That's great. Sorry, let's... This is easily the funniest episode I've ever engaged oh, in. I yeah. love it. I've laughed is... harder during this hour. It's good for my face. It makes me feel better.
1: <laughs> all you have to do is piss in the jar at the end, and then you'll have beat the. Uh,
0: you'll never. The no Skinner. one's going to beat Skinner unless they do something more interesting than that. That's he, for sure. Piss in a jar? Yeah, he pissed yeah, in a jar. Yeah, yeah, like a he of the was episode. drinking out of the whole time. And he, it, when he finished it, he filled it up with urine with what he had drank during the episode. Because he didn't want to have to go to the bathroom. And he didn't and say he episode. was
1: going to do it either. All of a sudden, he's standing up, and you could see him just kind of looking down. <laughs> and it was like, are you pissing in a jar? Wow.
0: Yeah, and then but, they held it up for us. <laughs> I got a question. loves that episode because you can hear it happening.
1: I got a question for you, <laughs> and, I, and I've and i asked you this online. Okay. Since you worked in commercials, what the fuck happened in the 2000s where everyone started using ukuleles and whistling?
2: Oh my God. I hate that. Why? We say that where did it joke? come from? Like, why is that?
1: Where I don't know. It's very
2: pharmaceutical, very really, like white per- person, like peaceful like crap that like try <laughs> to, like ukulele's. When did you go? I hate it? And <laughs> they can't the same people for every commercial. Yeah. And uh, it's it's just ridiculous. And we're like, okay, we know exactly what's gonna happen on this commercial right. that we're about to pick for. We know they're gonna pick this lady, they're gonna add this stupid ukulele, there's <laughs> gonna be a whistle. Yeah, uh and there's gonna have some they're gonna have some shitty mascot at the end. Yeah, do 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 do, and very <laughs> calm. And it's interesting um, when you actually find out, like, the politics between all of these commercials and um, the the reasoning behind certain shots and stuff like that. Like, um, like they, they can't say certain things. Like, especially if the, the medicine is specific for a certain thing, like depression or something, like, you can't have them um, uh, being too excited. You can't have them like riding a bike at this speed. Oh, slow it down because we don't want them to uh, people to elude that this medicine will actually put you into high gear. So wow. they're so like specific with the things you could do. And, uh, same with like, I mean, I don't want to like give things away, um, you know, from the studio, but like the serial stuff, like you, like if there's a villain, they have to be laughing at the end. They can't, you can't have <laughs> the villain pissed off. So they'll always go, ha, 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 even though they're like captured or something.
1: Oh my God. <laughs> so I bet. It, yeah. I bet it's worse than the film industry in that way, because commercials, movies are like, You know, you got people, I guess it's probably the same as commercials, because movies are are basically, um, you know, in a lot of ways, commercials for selling merchandise and um, the products and the movies and stuff. But you usually, it's probably exactly like commercials, so never mind. I was just going to (laughs) say, well, listen, listen, I was going to (laughs) say, I was going to say, you have, you know, you have certain directors that are real artists you know and but most most of them are, are you know commercial type people that are making a product for a studio because they're they're mm. trying to make money but then you've got the more artistic uh, directors that are trying to make art and um, yeah but and i was thinking in the commercial world it's probably more more so less about making art than film because commercials are at the essence they're entirely made just to advertise. sell advertise and sell something so it's probably a little more cynical in that way but but i bet you i'm sure there's i'm sure everybody like you worked in film and you're an artist so i'm sure that there's a lot of directors that want to break out eventually and make artistic films and stuff as well yeah. so never mind I, it was a lame point <laughs> no, i think they're like, probably exactly the same there's
2: there's so there's a lot of art in um Commercials yeah, too. Like
1: for sure.
2: You know, you have like the the uh, company, you have the agency who's going between them, then you have the animation studio, and then everyone that's working in there. And the people that are doing the animation really truly want to make something that's beautiful, right. and you know that's their child, and, and they know it's going to belong to this product. But they're putting their heart in, it, they're putting ideas that they really believe in, and uh, the ideas obviously get knocked down over and over and over. But they're doing something that they want to have a good story, they want to have a solid uh, look to it and feel, and uh, they also want it to be as original as possible for the most part. And it always just gets whittled down, but there's there's such, there is such an art in uh, not only the visuals, but just storytelling in such a small format where you've got either 15 right. seconds, 30 seconds to nail something down. And yeah, that's I think pretty cool, really. that, yeah, like you really, you really know how to edit. Something mm-hmm. at a greater scale. Once you edited a million things at 15 seconds, because you're the, the hardest part of editing for me. I didn't take any editing classes, but I realized, you know, just cutting like the hero shots, your your best shot. If you could cut, if you have the ability to just cut, then that's the hardest thing. Like, yeah, killing your children. Yeah. yeah, yeah, And uh, doing that within 15 seconds, it's it's just crazy because they always have these long draw, like. Drawn out uh, stories that you have to just whittle it down, and I don't know, it's nuts. But that's well, why I don't really do it.
1: Well, that's uh, you know, I I always say um, that that I lo- that the um, my my little catchphrase I say I use uh, about myself is that I take all the experience that I um, learned in the effects industry, and now I use it. I use it for good instead of evil. Now I'm putting it to- yeah. <laughs> towards my art instead of these stupid movies. Uh, so no, so. Evil. (laughs) Well, it's good. It's you know what I'm saying, but you know, I I think the same could definitely be said about you now because you're you're using all these skills you learned in the in the commercial industry to make these real art films. these amazing art films. Good. Yes, but
2: I even think like the commercial industry has changed too because it's not so deliberate anymore. It's like now you know they realize that the TV is not. The only source of commercial, right. uh, really, it's like you know, the internet, and now it's even on Instagram. It's like straight up. I've seen other artists uh, doing wacky things that have no, you know, correlation to what their brand of art is, and then they're like hashtag like blah, blah 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 blah, and it's like I know what's going on here. You just got paid three grand to say this with the hashtag. Oh, really? And then, there's no shame in that, but but then then there kind of is in a weird way. Yeah, like. It's strange, but it's just it's just being aware of
0: that, mm-hmm. and it, it's funny. I don't know new world new world sponsorship. That's the way it's going. It's gonna be more and more like that too. You know, they'll invent all the new ways to do all the old stuff. That's why I was
2: that's why I was having all the uh, technical issues with Blue because they actually sponsored me, and they said,
1: you know, just...
0: <laughs> <laughs> "Yeah, this this no, episode No, their competitor you... sponsored you. their their competitor sponsored you and they were like oh let's get this fucking guy in here and make him ruin the blue name we're gonna (laughs) gonna stomp them you really work for Yeti I know it well we these are Yeti
1: these are are, are, are blue and then the model is a Yeti the company Uh, is blue I don't know shit bro yeah I bought yours for you that's why I know If
0: you didn't buy it, I wouldn't have it.
1: <laughs> well, um, we're we're yeah, we're at an hour here, so uh, G-whiz. that was that was a, a great
0: episode, and uh, G <laughs> yes, Wiz, bring it yeah. back, bring back G Wiz. I would love it if G Wiz oh, like- came back. <laughs> you know that totally. That's like something that uh, that you know John Denver would would have totally said on his television show. G Wiz. <laughs> I mean, he was always like far out. That was his thing. But, was R- R- but hey, if we are at the end, then I need to read off yeah. our new. Do you have them pulled have, up yet. I do. We okay. have one new pledge, and that is Liz L i z z. She did not offer a last name, so no, thank you, Liz, for it's, support. That's Liz Lopez. Oh, okay. She's. Well, uh,
1: I thanked her at the the show. She was at the show. She's a great artist. She's someone that um we're gonna have on the show when she's ready. She's really great. Um, graphite well, Liz artist.
0: Lopez is now and uh, now a member of the Dark Art yes. Society. So thank you, Liz,
1: thank you for support. Um yeah and so just to reiterate this
0: saturday uh, Jim- what yeah reiterate the the movie this weekend
1: yes it's saturday yeah. correct what time does it start
0: it is
2: starting at 8 p.m sharp so get there at 7 30 what do you <laughs> Cop- Opera
0: gallery yeah copro gallery Cap- santa monica
1: you can come and see my show also after afterwards if you want because it's at the gallery it's so,
0: awesome. so yeah, i will
1: be moderating um yes. taking questions. I love that you're
0: gonna be a moderator. I'll be the mod.
1: Um, funniest thing ever <laughs> it'll be supported by
2: Laganita's beer. They did tell me to say that, but they will be giving us free beer for the show. Who will? Who is it? Lagunitas? Wait. Stop this. talking. <laughs> What'd you say? Loganita's brewing company. What's Loganita? Is
1: it I never heard of it.
2: I think they're bought by Heineken now, but they're pretty good. Their their logo is a dog. Oh. and uh, I know nothing about beer, but they are good.
1: <laughs> you got beer sponsorship, right on. Yeah. Well, cool. all the sponsorships today. Free
2: yeah, beers, it'll... free postcards. Chet's giving out uh, free limited edition prints,
1: one of ten, uh, for free. <laughs> no, he's not.
2: <laughs> Alright No, he's not.
1: But <laughs> 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 maybe. Okay, yeah, maybe I will be. If you you buy them I'll, and then you pay, I'm Yeah, I'll buy them, and you then buy we'll them, them, and I'll give them out, and I'll look like the hero.
2: <laughs> Sold. Yeah.
1: Hustle. <laughs> And then you got to figure out a way to get me out there, too, because my car won't make it. We got the
2: Lagunitas
1: bus. He's picking you on. (laughs) (laughs) The helicopter? Is the helicopter going to fly me in? (laughs) No, but
0: I need the helicopter. What the fuck?
2: Oh, yeah, right. Where are you, Mike? You're in Arizona? I'm in New Mexico.
0: New Mexico. Okay.
2: Yeah, you do need the the helicopter.
1: Yeah,
0: Yeah, you're going to have to get the heli on port. Because I got plenty of land, I got an acre and a half. You can land that bitch right here. So that's tell Loganitas. Yeah. tell them, tell them five o'clock. Five o'clock. I need to be out of here.
2: Perfect. <laughs> They'll just fly over and just throw beers.
0: <laughs> as long as they don't hit the, my roof, because I'm trying to sell my house. So that oh, would that's right.
1: Well, I'll take it. Thank you for coming on. It was a pleasure. Yeah. We'll I think definitely have is. to have you. Have you on again? Because that seemed to go Jim, really fast. Where can people
0: find you? Where can people find you online, like Instagram and Facebook. Right what here. are your links? Um, awesome.
2: Instagram is my name, Jim McKenzie, and uh, oh, my website was hacked. Don't go to it. Oh. And uh, you wow. can find me uh, at the local Starbucks.
1: I'll be here. <laughs> oh, you got a great. I just sit there. You got like two hundred thousand YouTube followers or something, don't you? So oh, weirdos.
2: Yeah, <laughs> YouTube. <laughs> Uh, Jim McKenzie. That's where I post most
1: of my um, videos. How did you get so many followers? Because you did that—that that thing went viral. That like that. No, I guess yeah. It was probably the scarecrow. No, no, um, the didn't the one where you did the the foil thing. Oh yeah,
2: <laughs> that, <laughs> that was, was a joke. And I know I the- <laughs> that was hilarious. And uh, nobody nobody uh, told me it was going to be on the news. And then someone was like, oh, my God, I just saw you on the news. It was so incredible. And I go, oh, that was not that was a joke. Yeah, it was a joke. I don't know why they did that.
1: I knew exactly what you were doing when I saw it. I was like, oh, that's <laughs> hilarious. And then, Probably did it. Yeah, and then, yeah, exactly. And then people started uh, <laughs> posting it everywhere. It was Yeah, it, it was a reverse footage where like, I it looked like I was sculpting
2: my dog's head out of tinfoil. But really, I just had a sculpture of his head i put the tomb foil on it so i like, kind of got the shape and then i just flattened it out played the footage in reverse and then i wrote it to him in so then like i did it and i wrote like you know uh homage to salvador Dali. lol gotcha and then everyone was like oh my god this is amazing and then it happened people were like well it looked wow, like he's like
1: about? sculpting this foil dog's head out of nothing it was hilarious <laughs> it's pretty great and then when i got on the news yeah, and then the news
2: is like, you won't believe this. There was no digital wizardry, and I'm like, oh my
1: God, <laughs> but then you see the like host fake news.
0: <laughs> hey, that's culture Sorry. jamming. Culture jamming at its highest level. I, yeah. I have mad props for that. That's great. That's hilarious.
1: But anyway, yeah. He, so he's on uh, on uh, YouTube, and his videos are really amazing. So check him out, as well as the sculpture, his painting, his drawing, his everything. His After Effects uh, stuff.
0: He's superhuman. He is, and he's selling.
1: Yes, he's selling stock. So buy the Jim McKenzie stock as soon as you can to add to your portfolio. All right. Well, thank you for being on.
2: Thank you, guys.
1: Let's have Zello soon. Now that you're you're in the neighborhood, kind of. Let's do it. All
0: right. If you want to be mentioned on the Dark Arts Society or support this podcast and continue to pay for me and Chet and all of us to be able to provide it as a free resource for others out there in the world, you can go to patreon.com forward slash dark arts society. Catch you guys next week, Wednesday, well, Tuesday need- for the pre-rolls. Of course, pre rolls <laughs> going to be late this week because we recorded this late due to the Santa Ana winds. Check and explain.
1: Yes. Yeah, my power went out, so we couldn't do it yesterday, so it screwed the schedule up. Anyway, thank you for listening. Thank you thank guys you. for doing the podcast. And until next time, everybody. Catch y'all later. Oh. Peace. I got a... uh sorry. Bye. Wait a minute. I didn't do a um a synesthesia word. We'll do it then. All right. Um okay, here's one I, I can't find my notes. I have notes of synesthesia words, but I thought of one last night. Idle. hear it. Idle. Idle. Either idle mm-hmm. Either spelling, idol.
0: Doesn't matter how it's spelled, it's how it sounds. It tastes like, Quisp. Quisp?
1: cereal. The fuck is quisp. You're too, <laughs> you're too young to know what quisp is. It's like, uh, crisp cereal it was a Martian. Some people will know what I'm talking about. It's kind of like
2: the blue face.
1: I don't remember. It's like, like a spinning hat. Yeah, 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 or, yeah, yeah. Which Jim knows. <laughs> Super <Jim. laughs> so idle tastes like crisp. it's basically it tastes kind of like the the the, the captain crunch, it tastes like captain crunch kind of mm. you see that yeah. not the crunch what? berries what? but captain the crunch. the other part of captain crunch yeah
0: the part that ruins the roof of your mouth yeah right where you, you did that. i saw that meme you posted the other day Okay. Anyway,
1: one. that was that completely ruined the flow of the show. Totally anticlimactic.
0: There's no flow to totally the show. Uh-huh. Everybody knows. The flow of the show is organic, yo. <laughs> All right. Thank you for
1: listening, everybody. Thank you, guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop recording now. Okay. Bye, everybody. Say goodbye, Jim. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>